Howdy, and welcome to FPL Jingle Live this time. We're coming to you from Glenside, Anacotti, Limerick. Myself and Steve in one room for once on the 15th episode. How are you, Steve? Not too bad, Owen. For, I don't know why you said live, because it's absolutely not live. This isn't being broadcast live anywhere, but... Jingle Live! <laughs> uh, fair enough. I would uh, I would suggest... I, I, would, I would ask for a toast, but like... We're, we both have cans, and then also your can is empty, so there's no point in even doing that. So, Yeah, I mean, uh, it's nice uh, for the first occasion to be doing it in person. It would be nice to have a bottle of champagne, but you didn't get anything, so uh, we'll just do I got you. I picked you up from your fucking house when you wouldn't have got here otherwise. That's like one of the worst things you could have done. <laughs> um, yeah, great to be doing it in person, I think. Um, much nicer to be doing it at the one table rather than in two different countries. Uh, it makes it a lot easier because your internet is shite over there, <laughs> so so it takes out some of the technical difficulties that we've had doing it over the course of the last few months. Yeah, now we just have, I don't know, real life difficulties of having to be sitting beside each other. <laughs> Sharing a mic. Yeah, That's yeah. cosy. Yeah, yeah, it's, it is what it is, like, my room isn't the largest, but like, I'm, I don't know. Well, it'll get it'll we'll we'll get that sorted. So we'll get a, we'll get our studio space soon. I've been looking at places. Yeah. Would you know? Uh, it's actually fairly cheap rent in uh, Ireland. I've heard that, especially <laughs> especially in Dublin. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's where but, I was hoping. Uh, that's where I was hoping to have it. Would you not just buy a house? Rent is dead money. Oh uh, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, like that's what I'll do. You know what I won't? I I actually won't buy a house. I'll just buy a, a space somewhere, and then we'll use that for the podcast, and I can just sleep there from time to time. Perfect. Get an RV. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you you missed the last pod, Steve. You were away on the rugby tag rugby crack. How have you been since uh, episode thirteen? Uh yeah, grand. I listened to the episode back, and your shower of bastards <laughs> absolutely fucking doing took, me. Took you this long to learn? Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I've always been there to stand up for myself, but the one time I wasn't, you absolutely took full advantage and just laid into me. Surprised I even came back for this fucking podcast. But uh, yeah, no, it's been grand. Other than that, uh, was let me see. Uh, the rest of it was fine. When saw Spider Man, it's brilliant, very good. I know you want to go see it, so either be nice yeah. to me or I start spoiling things. Yeah, yeah, you're the second host to have advised Spider Man to me, so really, I need to get get pull the finger out now soon. Yeah, but uh, no, other than that, then it's grand. Now I I finished up for work on the twentieth, so I've been off for a couple of days now, which is nice. Hearing the housemates get up at like half seven to go to work and me staying comfy cozy in bed is always a nice feeling. Absolutely, yeah. When you when you can just roll over once more. Um, yeah, I I landed in Ireland uh, three days ago now, I think, and uh, I've just been drinking a lot of beer and doing my bit of work from home, which is different. Different to not be working in person, but uh, nice that they've given me the opportunity to do that, anyways. Uh, nice to meet the family and so on so um two easy wins for the boys this week um i suppose i'll read down through the results first um steve you beat owen 54 24 cahill beat porik sheehan 69 50 cahill becoming a, a giant killer mitchell Barr with the game of the week beat connell mcmullen 38 36 Connell was not happy, especially after losing to Ray the week beforehand. Yeah, maybe maybe the worst thing about moving abroad is not getting to see Connell frustrated with FPL. Uh, yeah, Thomas then beat Mark Lassie 25-19 in a fairly dull affair. Mark Gary beat Andy Harrington 
Paddy Brennan scraped past John 23-22. Fuck you, Paddy. Uh, I beat Ray 54-17. An absolute drubbing. Stephen Lines scrapes by Ty Flynn 36-33. That was a tight affair. I was in touch with Ty. That was a just just a, a jot of goal in in, in in it was all that was in it. And Connor Skeehan beat Gary Fowley 38-35. He'll be fairly pleased with that. So um do you wanna go down through your matchup first, Steve? Um well before we do that, just maybe a quick look through the table. Like there's not been many movers, but <clears throat> Steve is in first forty three, you're in second on forty points, I'm in third on thirty eight. Mark Gary has made the leap up to fourth. He's currently two points behind me. Uh, on 36 which I'm not happy about and hopefully he loses his next matchup because fuck him Uh, fuck him (laughs) Connell is uh, fuck him really (laughs) I think this might be the first thing we've actually agreed on (laughs) Uh, Connell is in 5th on 34 joined by John on 34 in 6th Porrick is dropped down to 7th with 33 um, matching Paddy uh, who's in 8th Cahill making his climb up the table uh, is in ninth on 30 followed by Mitch who's in 10th with 30 as well Mitch on a 6 game win streak now absolutely I don't know we, we can't really say his team is shite anymore or at least not for the time being anyway no I'm rooting for Mitch now he just needs uh, <laughs> he just needs two wins to catch up to Mark and get you singing a song so I'm going to come up with like a little Mitch chant for the next episode that I can chant for all the Mitchell wins. Yeah, you can add that to the list of stuff you promised the listeners that you haven't been able to deliver on they don't remember <laughs> I don't know. These people are idiots. <laughs> Connor Skeen is in 11th on 25. Mark Clossie is in 12th on 24. Tyg is in 13th on 22 points. Back, back, back to where he belongs. Oh, Tyg finishes in 13th. <laughs> oh, uh, anyway, uh, Thomas is in 14th on 21. Owen Dillon is in uh, 15th on 13, Andy in 16th on 12, Ray Foley in 17th on 7, and Mark, uh, sorry, no, Gary in 18th on 6 points, and that's the table as it stands at the moment coming into the next game week. But uh, yeah, I'll take you through my matchup with Owen Dillon. <clears throat> uh, it'll be fairly quick because there was only fucking 4 games this weekend, so both of well, I had a pretty, uh, pretty strong side. Um, <clears throat> I think I had about 9 players in total. I think he only had like seven or six. So I had Ramsdale for two. I had Cancelo for 15, got a goal and a clean sheet and an assist. Thiago Silva and Reese James both got the clean. Matip did nothing. Robertson got a goal and then got sent off. So uh, that took away some points. <laughs> and he's suspended for the next game, which doesn't help me. Um, Smith Rowe came on with only 11 minutes and managed to get a goal, which is great. Mares got a goal and an assist and Salah did nothing. So that left me on 54. Owen Dillon finished on 24. He got Sa for a clean sheet. Uh, Mark Alonso and Roman Sice also got clean sheets from that, that game. Uh, Gabriel did nothing. Jorginho didn't play because uh, of COVID. And then Rodri and Mane only got two points each. So fairly easy win for me. Like, <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I think the winners this week are absolutely the people who were sensible with their draft picks had like Man City, Liverpool, Chelsea mm-hmm. defenders slash forwards, and then like had a few Arsenal bits to to fill in as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, absolutely, that's that's all of of your team is is what that is. Maybe some sensible pick draft mm-hmm. picks slash uh, pickups during the during the year. Uh, owns six players for never really never really stood a chance. He, you know, it's a classic Owen Dillon performance, really. 
Uh, well, didn't he, he? Didn't he? Did he beat someone recently? Or was it Con? No, I think Connell. He might have been beaten by Connell, but it was fairly close because he scored. I think he scored in the fifties. Connell mm. has fallen down the table. Mm. It's big trouble. Not entirely just unhappy about that, but if it means yeah. Mark takes his place, I don't know which one. It's it's yeah. There's no winners there. Whoever wins, <laughs> we lose. Mark or no Connell. Wins. We'll move on to your matchup, so against Ray, which was equally as one-sided. Yeah, um, I mean, it's it's actually kind of strange. We would have drawn 54-54. I noticed that, yeah. Yeah, I just, just spotted it there now myself. Uh, I had Allison for a blank. Um, oh, yeah, he got the three save. Three saves, so he got, he got two. Uh, Gabriel and Ben White didn't keep the clean sheet, two points each. Then I had Ruben Diaz for a goal and a clean sheet. Laporte for a clean sheet. Roman Sice for a clean sheet. Martinelli for two goals. Then Bernardo Silva, Jimenez and Mane all blanked, two points each, and Son also got a goal. So, yeah, my defence and Martinelli really doing, doing really well. Tig, I had been thinking about Martinelli and then Tig was singing his praises on the pod last week, so I went ahead with it. How was he still available in your league? Because he he did, he did, he's been doing well for the last three or four weeks. Like You're in my league. <laughs> Oh, fuck it, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had Smith Rowe. I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't double down. Like you know, um, I, I have no gonna... idea. Uh, Mark like Mark Lassi or Mark Gary or someone should have pulled the finger out there and gotten a bit of a, a bit of Martin, but they didn't. Uh, well, I mean, like I have Smith Rowe, and in my mind, it wasn't worth, it wasn't worth bringing a Martinelli in for Smith Rowe or having the pair of them like I would have been too reliant on Arsenal when they can be a bit inconsistent at times and that's coming from me an Arsenal fan like I mean I'm wearing the new Arsenal retro stuff so like trust me when I say this yeah. but yeah like that was that's that's it um I don't know Owen, do we have it here do we have we updated the European table since that'll be available later on in the podcast <laughs> okay. I'm gonna bring you down through the rest of Ray's team to fill in for for your uh, your giving away there uh Melier got two points in goals Ray being a Leeds fan but also his team was auto drafted so it's not really like he picked him on purpose Trent and Espelicueta got a four and a six and Harry Kane got a five so I wasn't really paying attention and then I saw Kane scored and I was like geez I wonder how Ray's doing and then I looked and I was like Terribly. Uh, yeah, no, that's right. He had four players as well. He had uh, Foden and Grealish didn't get a game. Um, but either way, he, was, he wasn't coming close. Uh, yeah, the, 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 these were dead rubber fixtures but, uh, here, really. Yeah. <clears throat> there really there really was nothing to, to write home about in, in our fixtures. I mean, like we kind of touched on it already, but the Mitchell Barr, Connell, uh, McMullen fixture was probably the pick of the bunch. Like, Connell, <laughs> Connell got fucking 69 points with only four with only four matchups this weekend which tells you how reliant he is on nice absolutely very nice and it being a european week uh, he'll be he'll be happy to have got a score like that yeah um but yeah i won't have caught up much on conal mcmullen in europe um is that is that is that the week i mean that was Pretty much, I mean, like, I don't really think there's much more to touch on there at the moment. Like, bit, bit unfortunate for Porek to be kind of sliding down a bit down the table. Like, he, he's not, he's not, he's not bad. Like, he's obviously not a bad player because he's he's won the league already once. Um, I, don't, I just keep going back to taking thirteenth <laughs> again. It is it's, the funniest part of the table. It's forever destined. On. There's no escaping it. It's like Thanos. No. It's inevitable. Yeah, I mean it's and it's great to see it. He got up to twelfth there, and the whole league <laughs> he was got put, up to twelfth. He moved the whole up one spot, was put, put out a kilter. So yeah, uh, yeah, <clears throat> I think things are as they should be. 
I think I was talking with Steve during that matchup, and he was a bit nervous about uh, losing to Tig. And I said, I said, it is decided. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. I sent him the gift from the league, and he's like, but, but, but. And I was like, no, no, it is decided. I was yeah. like, it is not the natural balance that Tig will lose and go back down to thirteenth, and then sure enough. Even if he goes mm-hmm. down to 14th, he's coming back up. This, I really <laughs> hope he ends up in 13th. Do you know what this is like? Uh, and you won't get the reference, some of the lads might, is uh, Kirk Cousins, who plays for the Minnesota Vikings. He is a, he is a quarterback who he he has to stay at uh, uh, 500. And what I mean by that is like 8-8 eight and eight or 4-4, four and four, like wins and losses. Like... Ty has to stay in 13th so if he's too far up he'll lose games to move back down but if he's too far down he'll win games to move back up like he has to stay that on that line like, you know? what's even more depressing is Ty has to stay at a, at a 42% win ratio so just just below average Ty <laughs> anyway I think that's enough of that <laughs> we'll move on we might, we might fit in a bit more Ty bashing later on <laughs> no please <laughs> even I feel sorry okay Take him away, toys. What? <laughs> it's from The Simpsons when uh, yeah. uh, Bart says, "Take him away, boys," and then he got Chief Wiggum goes, "That's my line." He says, "Bake him away, toys." He's like, what'd you say? Well, <laughs> Do what the kid said. <laughs> I'm gonna bake away these fixtures. Fantastic pun. <laughs> oh, is this? Are we started again? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it, leave it in. We'll do it live. Okay, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna draw a line under it. Arsenal beat Leeds. So there's four fixtures. The interesting thing, four fixtures this weekend. Um, and in my eyes, probably a disgrace that they went ahead at all. Maybe we should have already started the circuit breaker. But I just wanted to touch on that before we actually go through the results. Like, should they've been played? Uh, it's a tough one because the fixture conge- congestion, the way it is now, is so bad already. Because <clears throat> Teams have uh, Carabao, FA Cup, uh, either Champions League or Europa League or Europa Conference League to play. So there's not a lot of wiggle room in the schedule as it is. And they have to make sure that they finish the league on time so that the players can go to their national teams for the World Cup. So I can understand the Premier League going, we will pursue as many games uh, played as possible. But it lends itself to the conversation then of, well, the the teams that are playing are being forced to play these games. Aren't they being played at a disadvantage because they have to play with uh, reduced squads, whereas the other teams, where their matches have been called off, can wait until they get a fully fit squad to go and play their games, which gives them a leg up. So there's arguments both for and against. Uh, am I surprised that they pursued and went ahead with the fixtures? Not at all, because the Premier League does what the Premier League wants. Uh, the also uh, the other thing you have to take into account is uh, TV deals because Amazon. I, I, I thought it was one hundred percent because mm-hmm. of TV deals. It probably was one hundred percent because of TV deals because Amazon anyway. Amazon have paid thirty million pounds for the fixtures on Boxing Day, and the next round of fixtures after that. So like that's kind of where that all was coming from. So like do. A, from I would have preferred to see the league stopped for a week or two and just played on, but the teams met on Monday the twentieth to discuss possibilities, and the majority of the clubs said that they wanted to carry on as as is and try and per, try and close out the league as is. So, 
but they've agreed that the fourth and fifth rounds of the FA Cup uh, won't go to replays. They'll just go straight to penalties or whatever it is uh, if yeah. that happens. So some small crumb of yeah, uh, help, small help. But like, Shertushel was saying they had to play like four games in like three days or not three days, four games in like a week because they have the Carabao this week, midweek. They have a game on Boxing Day. They have a game two days after that, and then they have a game on New Year's. And he said they're net, they're, they're down nine or ten players. So you can see the the strain that is causing on teams. So like, I, I, I would have preferred to have it stopped, but I can see why they didn't. Yeah, yeah I mean, I know why they didn't, but I just think it's a bit shitty that they did go on. Um, I mean, Spurs had to go and uh, not play that game against Wren. Um, and you, I, you couldn't have picked a worse game to use as your example because Spurs don't give a shit about that Europa Conference League. I know that their Conte was saying that they've so UEFA have since said that Spurs are going to lose that game three nil and Ren get the walkover. And Conte and Spurs are like, oh, we're going to appeal it. I don't see why they would. They have no interest in the competition, and the fact that they're getting I, I, eliminated I out of it just means that they can focus on trying to get top four, or I, I, or, or if not Europa. I think it'll be very like Spurs. I, I don't remember Spurs' last trophy, but I, I mean a conference league would, a be, Carlin Cup. would be fine for Spurs. I'm surprised you don't remember their last trophy because I'm pretty sure Robbie Keane was there when they won it. It was a Carlin Cup back in like 2005. That's uh, a long time ago. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to touch on it a bit because I, do, I don't think they should have been played. I mean, a lot of the matches are kind of shagged because of it. I mean, Chelsea are in an awful state. Spurs are in an awful state. <laughs> state. Leeds, who are impacted most, got trounced by Arsenal 4-1. I, I don't think that's because of COVID, though. I think that's more so because of injuries. And I think Some that's injuries, because, but, but I think it's because, but it's because of injuries because of the style of play that they play with. The players never stop running and they play man-to-man mar- uh, marking. So the players are running across the pitch to follow their man. Like It's it's only Bielsa does it, but like it does happen with Leeds, and that's why they probably have more muscular injuries than others. Uh, but I, think, I, I don't think you can say COVID didn't have an impact on Leeds United. But mm. uh, we'll move on to the fixtures, rather than getting bogged down in the whole COVID situation. Arsenal won 4-1 uh, in a game that I actually did get to see. Um, just run down through the goal scorers here. Martinelli with two. Lacazette and Jacka assisted those. Saka scored in the forty seconds, making it three nil at half time. Uh, Harrison getting injured on the half hour mark. Uh, then Rafinha responded with a penalty. Uh, before Smith Rowe got a fourth off a lovely Martin Odegaard assist. Uh, Arsenal <clears throat> looking very on top for the entirety of this game. Of course, Leeds playing with a uh, a patched together eleven. Um, I mean, if I just read out through the 11, it's kind of interesting. Like, Gellhart up top, Tyler Roberts, who had been getting games because of the Bamford injury, actually looks pretty good. Harrison on the left got injured. Rafinha was their man of the match. Um, got the goal. Click and Forshaw are the holding midfielders. Obviously, you'd prefer to see Phillips in there. Then it's Dallas, who's usually a midfielder on the left. Ailing is usually a fullback at fullback. Uh, at centre-back, Cock also at centre-back, and Drama, who I haven't heard at right-back, Melier is still fit. So, uh, yeah, Leeds struggling away here, um, but Arsenal will be pleased to have scored four and continue their their uh, good run of form. Yeah, they've, they've 
they've continued on the on the good run of form maybe against some of the smaller teams which is probably what they have to be doing if they want to try and get like fourth or fifth like i think they know themselves that if they go up against a man city liverpool or a chelsea that they're not going to win that game it's more so the games against united and spurs that are probably going to be the challenge for them but every other game than that they should be they should be looking to win obviously they had the blip against everton but they've responded well from that martinelli's been savage um you think of the age average age of the squad i think it's the youngest in the premier league um and i don't think it's even close um so to see like martinelli do well odegaard back uh doing really well so far the last five or six games saka smith rowe doing well um and lacazette up top as a more complete uh, center forward i think shows you maybe what we kind of need a bit more so than uh Aubameyang. and i think it's i think it's been really good that because when he dropped Aubameyang, it could have gone either way. It could have gone really well like it has, and we go, Asher, we didn't even need that lad. Or it could have gone really bad, and we gone, how dare he drop Aubameyang? He's our captain, blah, blah, blah. Like, so, uh, like, our next games, I think, are against, uh, I think it's Norwich and um, oh, someone else. Uh, it's not Southampton again. It's someone like that, though. Wolves. Wolves. And then we play City, so and then Spurs. So we need to. I think Spurs might be an FA Cup fixture. I might be wrong, but we need to win those two games before we go and play City because that's a game we're not going to win. Just telling you now. <laughs> like so, but uh, I'm fair. I'm pretty happy with how things are going this season. Like all told, like the squad's working well and looks like one that we can work with for the next at least two to three years. Yeah, and one that the fantasy footballer can uh, work with as well. Uh, I've just picked up Martinelli. I have double Arsenal defence. We, we've been singing their praises on the pod every week, and I find myself with three Arsenal players now. So, um, you know, <coughs> the, the likes of Saka, Smith-Rowe, maybe even Lacazette at this stage are all going to be gone, but I think the Martinelli and Odegaard who are still there and anyone that might be in the Arsenal defence is worth having for those easy fixtures yep. because um, they're, they're winning and they're winning convincingly against uh, the smaller teams. Yeah, and if you if you have Ramsdale, even if Arsenal don't get a clean sheet, like he normally makes enough saves to make a, at least get one or two save points, which is the other interesting bit. But we'll move on and we'll talk about the the Man City game four 0 over Newcastle. <clears throat> uh, Newcastle just looked relegation fodder in this game. If I'm honest, they didn't look up for it at all. Um, there was a ball. There was a a ball played over the top to Cancelo who crossed it across the six yard box. Kieran Clark leaves it for the keeper who didn't seem to give a shout to leave it ball bounces and Diaz gets the goal uh, then uh, Cancelo takes the ball off Mahrez near halfway line makes a great run and, and uh, hits an absolute thunder bastard into the top left for 2-0 you can argue Newcastle then should have had a penalty shortly after that because um, Cancelo from a over the top through ball takes the takes the ball away and uh, as Ederson was coming out to try and claim it and then as Ederson is sliding he can't control himself and takes out Fraser so there's a lot of debate over whether that should have been a penalty, and I think it probably should have, if I'm honest. Um, but then after that, like in the second half, there was just there was just nothing from Newcastle after that. Um, Mares made it three uh, 0 from a Zinchenko ball from the left hand side, and then Jesus beat the full back on the left hand side again to play a square ball across the six yard box for Sterling to tap in. So uh, easy game for uh, Man City, and if you're Newcastle, you're wondering. You're wondering how many signings you have to make in the summer to potentially, or sorry, not in the summer, in January to try and stay in the league because the, whatever you have now is not working. The Kieran Clark is a liability as a centre-back. Lascelles is decent. 
We have no real midfielders. Callum Wilson needs help up top. Uh, they didn't start to Maximan in this game, which I think was a mistake, but they were trying to go for a defensive, more defensively solid formation. But, like, Eddie Howe isn't a defensively-minded coach. So, um, I've I've seen them being linked with a few players, and I know that they're potentially bringing in the director of football from Brighton. But sure, like... If you're if you're him if you're in his position, you need to be in the job at the start of the season to be even thinking about signings for January. So it all feels very rushed and very last minute for him to come in and to try and sign players in January. Like there's no way. Like so they have to have a plan already laid out or some semblance of what they want to do. Um, but from the fantasy side, like yeah, the players that you 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 want uh, to play are playing Cancelo's playing Diaz Laporte playing Zinchenko playing well uh, Walker. Walker was injured so Zinchenko played but Walker will be back like Sterling Jesus are playing De Bruyne looks like he's going to be a force again uh, along with Bilva Gundogan didn't play this game but he's probably one of their best midfielders Mares, I think is their best winger I'm surprised he doesn't play more games but just pepper let the way it is but yeah that's kind of all I have to mention on that game yeah, if I was to touch on Newcastle, you don't want to see them making Everton-style signings where they're just buying like expensive guys who might be good and turn out not to be. Uh, I was surprised not to see Foden and Grealish getting a game, but then that's linked to some sort of behavioural problem, so uh, they'll get over that by next week anyways. I think Foden is one of their best forwards when he is fit, but can't rely on him to start. Um, yeah, I suppose for the fantasy footballer, you're... Uh, you're nervous about Mares and Sterling when when Foden and Grealish are fished. Maybe they're not actually nailed on. Um, and then Zinchenko is only playing because of the Walker injury. So don't touch Newcastle. Then uh, there's no one. There's no one there. Uh, only two other fixtures. <laughs> the light, Newcastle the lights are on, but nobody's <laughs> yeah. home. Like yeah. we've only two other fixtures to touch on. Chelsea and Wolves drew nil nil, and I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to either. So instead, we'll take a look at Spurs and Liverpool in the only exciting game of the weekend, really. Um, Did you see this one? No, I didn't get to Uh, see it. I'll talk through it. So, Um, uh, Spurs actually started off bright enough in the game. You could tell the Liverpool without Virgil van Dijk or Jordan Henderson in the uh, in the midfield or the defense were really uh, sorely missed because what was Spurs were doing was the fullbacks were pushing forward and Robertson and Trent. And then it was leaving um, Kanata and Matip to defend uh, Kane and Son coming on to the ball from counter-attacks, which was just a nightmare. And that's what led to their first goal. Um, they kind of rebuffed the the first initial attack and then Dombele receives the ball, plays a lovely through ball in between the in between Robertson and, and Kanata. And Kane first time finish into the far, right, uh, far left-hand corner. Um, Liverpool responded then um, in the 35th minute, Jota with a great header from a Robertson cross. But Spurs really should have had a second or a third goal by then because they had so many chances that they just not did not take advantage of. So it kind of went into the break 1-1. <clears throat> um, not, not, uh, there, was a, there was a controversial moment sorry, in the, in the first half where Kane went in on Robertson and probably should have been sent off. Uh, I mean, uh, he, he had no control. Studs were high. If Robertson hadn't jumped in the air to get out of the way, he was breaking his leg like... Um, but yeah, the, I, but I, being the being the England captain and being a what's seen as like a, an overall nice guy in the media really helped him out in that one. Um, anyways, the game went on. Liverpool kind of grew into the game. Uh, Robertson got the goal then on the 69th minute from a Trent assist, uh, and it, but only for a few minutes later, Allison to make an absolute howler coming out to 
try and claim the ball. He died for it and missed it, and Son had a tap in to make it 2-2. A few minutes later then, uh, Robertson went in with a silly, silly challenge. I think it was on Emerson Royale. And it was originally a yellow card, but after Rivera reviewed it, they deemed it a red card and sent him off. And then Liverpool were kind of defending for their lives for the last, like, 15 minutes or so. Uh, they made a couple of substitutions, bringing on Simicas and Joe Gomez, and saw at the game 2-2. Klopp wasn't happy after the game, criticised the ref, because, of course, he was going to... Uh, hasn't faced any disciplinary action for that. But it means now, with that straight red card, it means Robertson is now out for the next couple of games. Yeah, and that Kane challenge. I I read um, you know the way Sky Sports ask a ref about about the the incident, and he said the only thing saving Kane was the height of his boot, as in his boot wasn't higher off the ground, but his boot was very high off the ground. The studs were showing. He would have he would have no he would have got above the ankle. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a leg breaker. It was a red card. Yeah. He should be out for the next three games. But uh, is Robertson out for the next three games? Is it? I don't know about Robertson. If it was a straight red, yeah. Yeah, sometimes straight reds aren't three, but yeah, we'll see. But we'll see um, that goes. overall, now it's going to be interesting to see what Liverpool do because obviously they have a, a centre forward in Jota, but with Sal- uh, Salah and Mane going after the Afcon and Keita joining them, it means they're a bit light across the front three as well as maybe in midfield because Henderson was out of this game because of illness. Thiago has COVID. Uh, Fabinho has COVID. So they were playing Tyler Morton. as They started Tyler Morton in this game. It was like a 19-year-old lad. But it means they're probably going to be looking at like Milner, Oxlade-Chamberlain. And yeah, like <laughs> hoping the lads come back from COVID and they don't need much recovery time. Because like they've got a, a really uh, a really tight run of games coming up and not a lot of, <laughs> not a lot of time to prep for them in. Um, Spurs, in the meanwhile, looked, looked like they're showing signs of life. Um Kane finally got his goal, Son got his goal, and Dombley got an assist. Uh, it looked like the, the Conte teams were used to seeing where they kind of soak up the pressure and hit them on the counter. Um, so like, And then when you consider the fact that now because they had uh, so many games suspended because of COVID, they're going to have double and triple game weeks coming up. So that's another reason maybe to look at Spurs' assets. Yeah, um, I mean, Ali played 81 minutes here, like... There was talk of him going in January. Maybe that will still happen. Maybe it's only COVID I that saw will. him get this game. So Ndombele is probably the only other attacker you're looking at. Murai, I never liked. So I mean, <laughs> Son and Kane are going to be gone. Maybe think about Ndombele or the Spurs defence. Uh, at Liverpool for January anyways, Arigi or maybe your second choice might Bobby. be Minamino. Also, Bob is floating. Yeah, no, should, Bobby's going to go yeah. in. Bobby's going to go into Jota's role and Jota will go out wide. Is what I would say, and then they'll either bring in Minamino or Origi in some some capacity. Yeah, but also missing these players, I do think Liverpool might struggle a bit. So um, they might even not might not even be fantastic assets when it comes to it. Um, yeah, I don't think we're missing out on anyone there. Bobby is probably a good shout. Yeah, I think if I think. I think depending on... You have to judge it on a fixture-by-fixture basis. Like, if Liverpool are playing a, a kind of a bad team, it won't really matter that they're going to... Might not score as many goals. They're they're going to win the game. And they're arguably going to win it to nil. So. Yeah, Minamino or Iggy could profit, or Bobby could profit out of that. Uh, I think that's uh, game week 18. Only four fixtures and 
Uh, a bit of action in it, I think we we, we kind of went at length on a few of those games. So yeah, we'll move on and talk about next week's fixtures now. Cool. Listeners, we have a surprise section in the pod for you today. We it's have a Christmas miracle. It's a the baby Jesus has descended. <laughs> Not the baby Jesus, but it begins with a J. J Man John Scanlon is with us today <laughs> to. To receive some abuse about his draft team and to reveal some secrets. But, um, we'll get on to that. How are you, John? Uh, very good. Very good. Delighted to be here in a surprise uh, podcast. I'm after driving all the way from Kerry to be here and looking forward to some points. With uh, well, I don't think you knew that we were going to have you on the pod, but we kind of no, had to. No. When, once you told us you were driving here, we said, yeah. geez, it'd be great to have him on. So we kind of just <laughs> yeah. kind of swindled No, it'd be you. nice to make an appearance now. I've heard a few of the other boys on it, so... Mm. Good to join in. That's good. I love your commitment, John, coming all the way up for the pod. Uh, (laughs) Well done. It's definitely not the points Uh, we're going for after this. Yeah. Have you mad mad plans for Christmas? Um, No mad plans. I'm hoping to calm it down, actually, because I feel like I've been on the go for the last few weeks now, so... But ultimately, life takes hold, and I'll end up, I'd say, drinking heavily for another two weeks, so... (laughs) (laughs) Such is life, you know? I like the way you're a realist about it, John. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Maybe a dry January, John? Maybe a dryish January, yeah, a damp January. I think yeah. you've done one before, though. You did like one. I did one, one last year. Yeah, yeah, you did, yeah. Um, so yeah, maybe a moist January with a. I have a concert planned. I'm going to see the Cooks in Dublin. I think so. Are they still going? They're still going. Oh, supposedly, mad. yeah. Right. I didn't book the tickets, but I hear I'm going. Anyway, Where are they? So. A three arena? Three, I think. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Very good. Well, yeah, will you have a quick run through your draft team? Yeah, so? yeah. So, John, I'm gonna first of all, I'm gonna read down through the picks, and then I'm gonna ask you where, where, where did the inspiration come from? But I, well, I'll, I'll, I'll give you John's team here. He had Pickford and Melier as his keepers, probably not fantastic. Then he had Trent, Chilwell, and James uh, as his three first picks in defence. He also has Semedo and Matt Target. Uh, kind of strange picks at the time. Then he had Bundia, Foden, Grealish, and Rafinha in midfield. So you can see you can see the makings already of a really strong team. And then the forwards were Abemiang, Salah, Werner, and Adama Traore. So maybe John, you'll uh, you'll let, give us a an idea of your thinking on some of these picks. Yes. So uh, unfortunately, I have a deep dark secret to reveal uh, about my team. Is that I was. We'd set our draft uh, time, and I was uh, actually going to the cinema at the time, so Autodraft took over and actually did a fantastic job, far better than I ever could have done. This so. is this is like groundbreaking Auto, stuff. Autodraft, yeah. Fuck, I've been giving Ray so much shit all year. Is Team Autodraft. <laughs> Team Autodraft. And to hear this, yeah, oh, I don't know. I don't know what to make of this. Disgusting. So. <laughs> We're fucking what he is. <laughs> Oh, I, I just, it's kind of heartbreaking. It is because yeah. actually, I'd have been proud of that if I drafted that. But because I'm just looking here, and you were fourth pick. And I got Salah, and you got Salah with your fourth, which obviously makes sense because that's where he went in pretty much all the drafts. Because everyone took Bruno, Kane, and De Bruyne ahead of him, or in some which combination, is kind of crazy. some no combination. Way. I which, think, like, I think yeah. De Bruyne is nuts, but yeah. Well, you can understand it at the time because, especially in fan tracks, there isn't that many forwards. But fucking. Jesus, auto drafted some job for you, John. Like, yeah, amazing. I mean, Salah was Salah in the first round. Yeah, solid. Grealish in the second round. Yeah, I can't really argue with that. Trent in the third round. Yeah, Rafinha in the fourth. All right. Buendia in the fifth. Mm, a bit of a reach, maybe. Yeah. 
Foden in the sixth, again, maybe. Uh, Chilwell in the seventh, good one. Werner in the eighth, all right. Aubameyang in the ninth, not a good one. <laughs> but a good pick at the time. Reese James in the tenth. How he, he just, lasted till the tenth. He wasn't nailed on. Aspie was rotating in the wing back spot. But like, Chilwell was less nailed on than uh, uh, Reese James. Oh, he, well, Alonso oh, oh, was no, starting a lot. Alonso was injured. So, sorry, yeah, no. Uh, Chilwell didn't start. Because he came back from the Euros. Alonso got the games. But everyone knew Chilwell was getting that spot. Yeah, I just... Yeah, I don't know. Um, and then Melier in the 11th. Yeah, you had to take a keeper at some stage. Radama in the 12th. Worth the reach, but given what his production last season, you wouldn't have thought he was worth it. Just given the fact that he can beat... He could honestly go through and beat 10 of the outfield players and when it comes to the keeper, make an absolute fuck of it. Um... My target in the 13th, yeah, like you thought Villa were going to be alright. They were last season. Smedo in the 14th, again, probably the same. And then Pickford in the 15th, which, yeah, like, fine. But, like, that's not bad. That's not bad, like. That's not fucking bad at all. So <laughs> and I'm, considering how well you, yeah. you've done, like, for five or six weeks. just on, Weren't you on a six or seven game win streak? Eight, I think. Eight. Uh, with, yeah. an, with an yeah. auto-draft a team. Yeah. Jesus. And wait till you hear one more, Stephen. I don't think John, I can take this. John has made one transaction <laughs> throughout the entirety of the season. No, nah, nah. Will you reveal it, John, please? Yes, uh, I brought in Cristiano Ronaldo for uh, oh, Werner because I had made no transactions oh, and I was the sixth. No. <laughs> or I was the first. What is going on? Yeah, I got first pick and I was like, oh, of course, your first pick, you didn't pick anyone. Like, you didn't draft, waver it. It's oh my God. It's beautiful, I think. It is. A beautiful. <laughs> I don't know the word for it. You know what? I'm more surprised. I'm yeah. more surprised that it wasn't for Adama Traore. <laughs> like Adama oh, yeah. is nailed. Adama's nailed on in Scanlon Town. <laughs> Actually, that is a strange decision. Why did I do that? I don't know. Like, because it was it was Salah, Werner, Aubameyang, and Traore as your four. Yeah. Mm. And then who did you drop for Ronaldo? Maybe I just Werner. thought um, Lukaku Werner, would yeah. be on. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck so, me. So, uh, how how's your season been, John? Have you been enjoying it? Um, at the start, I was a bit confused. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Everyone was. Ray but, still is. Yeah. <laughs> he but, was in the chat recently asking how to set his subs and uh, telling us that he nearly dropped Trent as a result. Yeah, but geez. I was talking with Connell, and the week that he beat Connell, he actually did set his subs because Connell was set to lose by two, but then he just set up Trent as his sub and came in for him, and he lost by nine instead. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh, We've oh. already touched on Connell losing to Gary Ray Mitch and Connell. And Ray, yeah, all in the sorry, Connell. Yeah, in a few yeah. fixtures, yeah. But uh, you're pl- you're, are you pleased with your, your standings at the I, moment? I'm actually John? delighted I've done the bare minimum. Yeah, like you're um, you're fifth. Sixth. Yeah. Sixth. But I think it's only points difference that's separating you at the, at that position. Yeah, I level with Connell who's put in more work. <laughs> <laughs> at, this day, at that side of the table everyone's put in more work than, yeah. than, than John could you imagine if John actually tried <laughs> where, how far yeah. up the table yeah. he'd be next season John uh, would be in last if he was trying yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if, I, if I had drafted my team I'd have done a far worse job yeah. oh, this is gold yeah. <laughs> this is gonna this is gonna shoot us to the top of the charts yeah. <laughs> uh, any ambitions for the rest of the season John 
Okay, um, I definitely have to like rejig my team. Treori has to go. <laughs> Not too much. <laughs> yeah. Don't touch it too much. Yeah. Don't you don't want to mess with a good thing too much. Yeah, but I think Treori has to go. I have though. the winnings, or I have the makings of a top four team there. Just a mm. few tweaks, cop on a bit, and never know what. Could do happen. you know what? I think my target with Jarrah now isn't too bad of a shout because it's like they're quite attacking and um, counter attacking and fluid going forward. So the fullbacks are going to be a part of that. Um, Grealish and Foden is a bit of a two of the same. Yeah, thing, kind of. two, two sides, pets. two sides, yeah. two sides of the same coin. Like not even a great coin. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, and five pence. If if like because they both play left wing usually, so they both usually don't play together. Yeah, I know. I like Foden. I think Foden's like nearly the best forward at City, but uh, he just doesn't doesn't really get that that many games. So. But in terms also, of also, he likes to have sex with dominatrixes or something. So I don't know how that helps. Foden and Grealish. Oh, that's not right. Mm-hmm. What makes you say that? <laughs> that's the, that's the rumor going around. No, the rumor was that they went. So the rumor was that they went out for drinks after one of the games during they the middle Leeds. of the week. Yeah, they beat Leeds, and then they came back uh, reporting for training the next morning and fucking hungover. And that's why they were dropped from the squad for the next game at the week for the game that happened at the weekend, which cost me against Paddy of all people, which was very disappointing, of course. Yeah, yeah. Mm. he's having a shit season. You're ahead of him, John. Yeah, yeah you're still ahead of him. So, like, yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, Paddy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wonder. I wonder. I mean, you're happy so with your season so far. Very happy you, considering the input. Where would you like? Where would you like to finish? Fourth. Get into the get into yeah. the playoffs. I think, yeah, 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 I think I think honestly, I think it's doable. And it's two points. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, I mean, it's two yeah. points. Yeah. There's still a lot of football to be played. And with Salah, as the cliche goes, Salah maintains form. I think. Well, let's, can let me carry have a, a long way. Let me have a look. So. Quick look here, John. You are playing Ray next. So nice, handy fixture for you there. Hopefully. So that's nearly nailed on three points bar mm. some sort of Con- Connell divine inspiration type performance from Ray where he suddenly realises how Fantrax works which yeah. I very much doubt happening um, I have Paddy in the next game which I'm a bit nervous about because that's always a tough matchup against Paddy even if he is shite and in the middle of the table yeah. uh, Oh, and you have, have Connell, Connell that's a, a very tough fixture very I'm tough. about it Connell uh, is the highest scorer in the league mm. 815 points so this is the hardest game of the season for me, really. Mm. Um, uh, but I'll try to do you a favour, John. We'll see if <laughs> we can get you, you into that, that fourth position. Mark yep. Gary, I'm sure, is going to turn to shit, as, as he should. So As he should. <laughs> as God intended. As much as Tyg yeah, is did. destined to finish 13th. <laughs> yeah. As much as Tyg is destined to finish 13th. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. what was funny was like during the week I was obviously contacting a few people in our league you're in my league on so you know about a few trades and like it was just so funny like approaching Mark with what I thought was a semi-decent trade for him to tell me to fuck off straight away I was like <laughs> out of everyone in this league you are the last person that can tell me that with some of the offers he sent yeah. <laughs> yeah there's been some fairly well uh, offers that were where there was no players in return for what you were going to give Mark was a big uh, was a big turn up for the books yeah. uh, uh, in my head I just uh, I thought of the the halo thing I said like, wait that's illegal yeah. <laughs> yeah. well uh, th- thanks for coming on the pod John yeah, delighted to have you uh, 
Nice to get another interview done. We haven't done one in a while, Steve. No, no, and this was very much unprom- unprompted as well. We didn't plan this at all, like so. It's yeah. it's a, it's a welcome surprise, and uh, for our listeners as well, like you know, a nice little Christmas present to them. <laughs> there we go. That's that's wrapped up. <laughs> Wrap it up. Slap it on the bottom. That's for you guys. <laughs> do we even want to? Do we just want to end it here? I suppose or. I mean, I yeah, I mean, like we're there's no we're, we're right about to go out in the beer. Like, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, mean, I don't want to do any more puns. So. No, me neither. Yeah. But I yeah. just yeah, yeah, wrap it up. Go yeah, on. I'd say so. So look, if anyone is looking to, um, if anyone looking to follow us, you can do so on our Discord, uh, which will be a link in the description to the episode, or you can follow us on Twitter at, at the FPL Jingle. You get notifications when the next episode goes live. Uh, there will also be a link to the league where you can go and see the standings and the previous results and all the all the data if you're into the analytics and that sort of thing. Maybe you can do some of the analytics for us, seeing as we don't want to do them ourselves. And uh, yeah, like I suppose this will be posted probably just before Christmas. So Merry Christmas to everyone, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Merry Christmas, gang. Um... Don't think I have too much more to add, Steve. I think you got it all. John, will you will you end the pod for us? Sign us off, uh, It's been a pleasure, lads. I'm delighted to be here and very happy Christmas to everyone. And I hope Santi brings you fantasy points. 